in order to make a big change or a big decision or an unconventional decision in your life is you have to commit to yourself. And if you can commit to yourself and being true to who you are, then I think that you will figure the rest out. Welcome back to a new season of Big Little Choices. This is Shri and I'm so excited to bring you more stories, more inspiring choices and more opportunities for all of us to learn about what other amazing women and mothers are doing. We really want the season to inspire you and to make a choice or choices that are right for you. If you've heard episodes from the previous season, I hope your takeaway was that you can make an unconventional choice, stay true to yourself and still have a happy ending. Hope you enjoy the show. My guest today Ishani grew up in New York in an Indian home with an amazing convergence of being both Indian and American. The best of both worlds that was rooted in tradition but with the benefits and opportunities that come with being raised in America. In her words, a very wholesome American upbringing. In our conversation today, Ishani talks about her unusual choice of moving to India and choosing to raise her son there. We talked about why it was important for her to make that choice. You're pretty likely to come across people like me. raised in india but raising their kids in america but to do the reverse is very unconventional i actually met my husband it was a arranged marriage setup and um that's what i wanted uh came to this point in my life where i had lived by myself i went to boarding school when i was 13 so i'd lived by myself for like over 10 years and after college i was living in new york and working and i realized that i had a pretty good idea of what life was going to look like if i chose to stay in new york and if i chose to stick with my career path and um my main thought was that this is going to be a life that is about me it's going to be about my career when i get married it's going to be about my husband and my career and then when we have kids it's going to be about my life and fitting my kids into my life because that's kind of how life is there and um it has tremendous benefits to it but i kind of realized that that's not what i wanted i knew that I wanted to raise a child in an environment where they were surrounded by family where it really wasn't just about you and your life and your ambitions it was about kind of this greater concept and this greater whole and so um when I realized that I kind of told my parents I sat down with my dad and I was like dad look this is what I want to do and I trust you and mom I don't want to meet anybody unless you and mom have met them. I believe in horoscopes, so I said, uh, you know, the horoscopes need to match. You need to have interacted with their family and if you and mom feel that it's a match for how we grew up, who I am, then I'm willing to meet this person. Did you have any anybody else in your group of friends or your close cousins, anybody who made a similar decision because of which you said you know what this is not how i want to be i want to go to india or where i mean i mean was the intention always to move to india was it just like you wanted to marry somebody from india like what was that like no it was definitely absolutely related to you know when i thought about having a family it was not related to me per se uh i had no friends no relatives anybody who had gone through that in fact when i got married most of my friends in new york had not gotten married yet had not even thought about getting married yet and so it was kind of this very uh unique situation where i just realized i was at a certain point in my life and i was thinking very in very real terms about starting a family raising a family and i was ready to do that and so for me it was just all about 
you know, what kind of family do I want to have? How do I want to raise my kids? What do I want to be able to give my kids as I raise them? And based on, you know, you said that when you were growing up, you traveled with your parents at least once a year and came to India, very close um, connection with your cousins and stuff. And based on those experiences, you felt like you had a pretty good sense of what it might be like to raise your kids over here? Absolutely. Um, What I'd always seen was the closeness. You know, my mom comes from a very, very large family and we had tons of cousins and all of us were always close growing up. And uh, it was always so sad for us when we left India at the end of summer and went back to America to start school. There was always this weird transition phase where we'd gone from, you know, lots of noise, lots of family around, hanging out with our cousins every day, all the time, to just suddenly quiet. And we'd be back in our house and just mom, dad, my brother, sister, and me. It was just very quiet. That would be the word I would use to describe, you know, the experience. To me, that contrast was like very striking. And I really wanted that hustle and bustle and having everyone together all the time and coexisting in this much larger framework where you never really are ever alone, which has its pros and it definitely has its cons too. I was also introduced to my husband by my dad. The evening after our meeting in Los Angeles, my dad called to see if I wanted to marry him or if I was ready to meet other people. This was a meeting that had lasted about two hours. So while this isn't completely crazy in Indian families, it doesn't take away from the fact that it's pretty insane that you have to decide who you're spending the rest of your life with within the span of a few hours and at best a few meetings. And similarly, just as she'd wanted, Ishani was set up by her parents with her now husband who was living in India. After an initial meeting with both sets of parents and her brother-in-law, Ishani and her husband felt a mutual connection. She went back to New York, he to India, and a few more meetings and plenty of long-distance calls later, Ishani's husband proposed to her. And soon, it was time for her to give up her American life and embrace the Indian one. Ishani talks about the pros and cons of her decision to move to India, and ultimately what this choice means to her. So you get married to your now husband and then move to India. What were the initial days like? So it was completely different than my uh, life in New York, for sure. Um, From living alone and during weekdays, pretty much only seeing my coworkers and then maybe occasionally some friends, I was suddenly surrounded by so much family and so much love. That was the most striking, striking difference. I mean, I used to always think that if my life in New York was very quiet and it was just me and me kind of running through, you know, my life, this was like noise, but like good noise all the time. There was always something going on, always people around. It was just such an environment filled with love. Uh, filled with lots of people all the time. There was always something going on. My husband has a really, really big family and a very close family. So it was like I had overnight gone from living on my own and doing my own thing to suddenly being a part of this like really big, fun, happy family. And uh, it was a really, really, really stark contrast. And it was amazing. And it immediately felt like I was where I was meant to be. And you were actually working in investment banking and private equity in New York before you moved to India. So what was that transition like from, you know, having a career, having an identity of your own, and then moving to India where you probably might have had to start 
from scratch all over again? Well, that was definitely part of what I thought about when I thought about the move, because I think like a lot of my peers, I had grown up very, very ambitious and trying to, you know, go to the right schools, get into the right colleges, get the right internships, make sure I was on the right track. And I had put in all of this hard work and working, obviously, many, many, many hours, 100 plus hours a week. And I had really, really, really worked hard to get myself where I was. You know, as much as I was excited at the prospect of moving to India, there was a part of me that definitely did and still continues to feel a little sad that I really put in all of that work and then just kind of walked away from it. But on the other hand, I think that it was great because it forced me to reevaluate and take time to really look at the track I'm on. And I think that sometimes when we get so busy and so caught up in our own lives, we never stop to take a moment and say, is this really what I'm meant to be doing? So I think in forcing myself to leave that behind, um, it taught me a really valuable lesson about always being mindful and aware of what you're doing and whether you're doing it with purpose or whether you're just doing it for the sake of doing it. So then what was it like once you had Vishnu? Becoming a mom was actually one of the most natural things I've ever experienced in my life. Um, it was so easy because at every stage, if I tuned out the noise, I just kind of knew what to do. And he gave me, you know, a little bit of guidance along the way. And it, it just made things so easy. And uh, that was, you know, a really powerful lesson in just learning that sometimes when you tune things out and trust your intuition, you know, that's when you get the best results in life. And that's sometimes where you find your happiness. Vishnu really gave me the confidence to go out and do a lot of other things and to pursue other passions because being a mom really gave me the sense of empowerment unlike anything else I'd ever experienced. So it's amazing to hear that you immediately and very naturally felt like you were meant to be a mom. But I'm sure despite that, there were still some challenges with raising Vishnu. I am especially curious about what those might have been in the context of you raising him in India, especially given it was in an environment that you had yourself grown up in. I think that... um Every mom uh, faces challenges when it comes to raising that ch your child, no matter where in the world that you are. But I think for me specifically, it was challenging in that I was very clear on how I wanted to raise him. And I was very clear on certain things that I wanted to do for him and I wanted to give him. And a lot of that was not just based on my own experience, but based on things that I had seen over the years, based on things that I had read, based on my husband's upbringing. So it was an amalgamation of all these many things. And it's, um, you know, unrealistic and impossible to find an environment that just perfectly supports your very specific vision that's based on all these many things. And um, especially when it's a vision that only you have based on all these things. So I think the biggest challenge was trying to get people to understand that everything I was doing was with this kind of larger vision in mind. Uh, sometimes things that made no sense, like, for example, sleep training and, you know, letting a baby cry for like half an hour that everyone else, you know, thought was crazy and it made no sense to anybody else. Things like that. There's a reason behind it. And, um, you know, at the heart of it all, 
I really wanted to make sure more than anything that my son had a sense of self and was very confident in his sense of self and also independent. I think that specifically uh, perhaps raised the biggest challenge of all for me because Shu is so lucky to be growing up in an environment where he's surrounded by so many people who love him. And part of that love is that no one really wants him to experience discomfort, go through any trouble. Just that's built into a grandparent's DNA, I think, is spoiling your grandchild and even more so for great grandparents. And so, you know, Vishnu is in this environment where he's constantly surrounded by people who want to make his life easier. And while I'm all for him living, you know, like being comfortable, sometimes that's kind of contradictory to my objective of getting him to be really independent and getting him to be able to do things for himself. And so it's taken some adjustment, it's taken some communication, it's taken a lot of understanding on both sides. And I think I've been really lucky that everyone around has been really willing to work with me. Um, I think especially my husband's mom has been amazing in that respect. At every stage, uh, she kind of I see her wanting to spoil him and then I see her holding herself back and I see her asking me questions and listening to what I have to say. And um, that's really great. It's almost more rewarding than just having an easy path because it's a really collaborative process to raise Vishnu. So given the fact that you have so much family in Chennai and the fact that all of them love and really want to spend time with Vishnu, how do you manage expectations with people in terms of, you know, more tactical stuff, like how Vishnu gets to spend his day or how he's um, rewarded or the kind of treats he gets. Like, can you talk to me a little bit more about what it means like to managing their expectations and also your expectations of how you want Vishnu to be in situations outside of your home? That's a really good question because it involves a lot of planning and a lot of careful thought. You're so right in that everyone always wants Vishnu all the time. And were I not to have a plan, I would probably never see my son. Um, maybe at bedtime, maybe not, who knows. But it's taken just a little bit of Again, communication is key through all of this. And um, we've kind of tried to work out a schedule so that there's a little bit of predictability for him. And so that he also recognizes that those are kind of like treat environments, those are bonus environments, but that's not what sets the tone and what sets the rules in his life. I think the structure has helped us to maintain a sense of normalcy for him so that I can allow him to go out and hang out with his great grandparents or his grandparents and get spoiled a little bit, but it's not going to affect his overall perspective. Um, one thing that's been really helpful is we've kind of limited it to certain days of the week he goes here, certain days he goes there. And that way, there's also predictability on the other end. So you're setting expectations for everyone. And I think making sure that everyone's expectations are aligned is key in making sure that no one's disappointed, that Vishnu gets to spend that quality time, that everyone gets to do you know what they want to do when they have that time with him. Yet we still maintain a sense of equilibrium at home. And when Vishnu comes home, he knows that that's the set of rules, that's the routine, and that's the schedule that kind of dictates everything else. So one of the advantages of living in India is that you have a staff and people to help you take care of Vishnu in your absence. But how do you find the balance between micromanaging them versus 
letting them do their job and take care of Vishnu in a way that feels right to them when you're not around? So um, I, we definitely, Vishnu has nannies and I honestly could not have raised him in the way that I have here without their help. I think that I draw that balance from the fact that I view them less as just caretakers of Vishnu's and more as my partners in the process of raising Vishnu. They have taken such a vested interest in everything and every aspect of how I'm raising Vishnu, every one of my choices, every decision, every reason we do things the way that we do. And they have taken such an interest in it. And they themselves have kind of jumped on board with my parenting philosophy. And so it makes it very easy because it's not like a... It's not a different style when I'm not there. It's maintaining the same philosophies and the same values, even when I'm not around. And so it actually enables me to allow Vishnu to go out and have his own individual experiences without me sitting and patrolling what's happening. Um, because I know that there's always someone around who kind of maintains that same set of rules or maintains the same code of behavior that uh, I would expect if I had been around. How do you balance time between where you grew up and where you live now? It sounds like you travel extensively. Is that a deliberate choice? So Vishnu is exposed to all different parts of your life. How do you think about all of that? So I, when I had Vishnu, I actually... Uh, in the, from the very beginning, one thing I never expected was I had this tremendous feeling of loss and it was a sense of loss for all the things and all the parts of who I am that he wasn't going to know. And um, it was, I never saw it coming, but it just suddenly dawned on me that Vishnu was going to be raised in an environment um, around people in doing things, going to certain schools that were completely different than my life and how I had grown up. And so, I, you know, I, I, I for a while really lamented the fact that I felt that my son wasn't really going to see that part of my life or know that part of my life. And so, I, you know, as he got older, I just kind of resolved that I was going to give him whatever I could of that um, or the best of it, at least. And so part of that is exposure. And so we try and travel as much as we can with him. In fact, Till this day, my husband and I have not done a trip together where we have left our son behind. It's one of those things where I just feel that uh, for him, it's amazing to be exposed to things outside of this environment. Not just the things that I grew up with or I know or I'm familiar with, but just the rest of the world that's out there. Um, because from an early age, whether it's little things like, you know, trying different foods or meeting different people, uh, to larger things like seeing that there is something beyond here, there is something beyond this. Um, I think that it's really important for kids to have that larger perspective. And I think as a child, when you're growing up in an environment where all your needs are met immediately, and you are pampered, and you are the apple of everybody's eye, it's really good to keep things in perspective and to see what else is out there and to realize that you have this lovely home environment, but there's so much world out there um, that isn't like that. So when you see Vishnu's peers in school or within your own community of friends and family, do you see any differences in him that can be specifically attributed to this travel and exposure to different experiences and opportunities? So I definitely do see a lot of differences in him, but I don't think that you can just attribute it to his experiences and the way he's been raised because honestly, every single child is so different 
that if you raise two children the same way, they can still come out completely differently. And I think that that's one of the really beautiful things about raising a child is that bottom line is you really have to just take the time to get to know your child specifically and parent that specific child. And so I think that him as a person and how he functions is less a function of how he's been raised and more a function of us kind of giving him and supporting him what he needs, uh, given what we've seen in his personality. So for example, Vishnu is really outgoing, does like trying new things, does really like meeting new people. So we've kind of tried to support that by giving him experiences that allow him to explore all those things. I definitely think that the range of experiences he's gotten have allowed him to be really comfortable in new environments, even if he's not really familiar with them. And uh, he loves to meet new people and interact with new people of all ages. But, you know, it's, again, really hard to tell whether that's just Vishnu or that's, you know, it's probably a combination of just who Vishnu is and also the experiences that we've tried to give him to kind of enhance and explore those natural tendencies. I think it's really important to always remember that you just have to parent your own child. You cannot parent your child the way you see someone else parenting their child. I think that that's a really nice thing about motherhood is that you really get to figure out how to do it your way. You and your child kind of get to figure it out together. And I think that it's much more of a journey that you're both on together, which is so much fun. So do you think it's all worked out for you? I think it definitely has. I mean, there's no doubt about the fact that there will always be challenges and it's always kind of going to be a process. And I think at every stage of Vishnu's development and every stage of my development as a mother, as well as everyone else's evolution, um, you know, as they kind of get to know him and see him grow up, we'll have to keep, you know, working on it and it'll be a constant process. But by the same token, I don't think that you can ever put a price on the fact that Vishnu gets to spend time with his grandparents and see them every single morning before he goes to school. Or the fact that he's getting to spend lots of quality time with three great grandparents, which, you know, if you think about it, is quite a blessing. Um, my grandfather is a hundred years older than Vishnu and uh, he gets to sit and play ball with him and, you know, knock over bowling pins. And they have this lovely relationship. And with Karthik's grandparents, uh, you know, Vishnu hangs out with them all the time. And I don't think that there's anything in the world that can substitute all those experiences. So yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's all more than worth it in the end. I left India 16 years ago and at various points of my life in the US have considered moving back. But making that decision and committing to it has always been very scary. And it's not because I'm unfamiliar with life in India. In fact, it's quite the opposite. I lived there till I was 21 and I love the chaos, the noise, the people and it's what I call home. But I've also embraced and loved my life in San Francisco. To be able to have my own identity, being surrounded by people who are like family, and most importantly, raise my son in a way that feels very aligned with my philosophy as a parent. So it's just really hard to make that decision since one place isn't better than the other. They're just special in different ways. So hearing Ishani talk about her choice and how she's making it work was really inspiring and reassuring. It made me feel like maybe one day we can do it too. Ishani and I wrapped up our chat with some final thoughts on what it's like to make an unconventional decision. I think at the end of the day, it's all about 
being true to yourself and really knowing your identity and wherever you are being the person who you are meant to be. Sometimes that means that you might be unpopular. Sometimes that means that it might be more work. Sometimes it means that, um, you know, things might be more complicated than they could be if you just go with your environment. But I think that one thing you have to commit to in order to make a big change or a big decision or an unconventional decision in your life is you have to commit to yourself. And if you can commit to yourself and being true to who you are, then I think that you will figure the rest out. Thank you for listening to this episode and I hope you enjoyed it. I'll be back soon with another interview. And until then, if you have any feedback or comments on the kinds of choices you want to hear more about, let me know.